Welcome back to Golden Perceptions Podcast. I am KB. And I'm Angel. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's okay. It's it's okay. I don't know why. Me, you, or yourself. It's okay. okay. But listen, because I don't know. (laughs) No, it's really okay. I don't know why that happens every time. Like, I tend to want to sing that song. I I do. You'd be like, Frank, no, don't do that. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Welcome back, guys. We missed you. Yes, we did. We back here to, you know, talk and 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 hang get out into and get into some things as usual. Yes, Friend, how you doing tonight? I'm oh, well, just going to say, how are you? <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm blessed, you know. I'm keeping the positive vibes in 2023. Yeah. Trying. Got to, got to. God is good, you know, all the time. <clears throat> yeah, so... Guys, tonight we're going to be talking about the caution and connections. And this was actually a topic that Angel came up with. And I thought that, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I was like having trouble with this. I was like, why am I having trouble with this at first? Mm -hmm. But then we kind of spoke about it earlier. And I was like, I I know what I'm going to, you know, probably try to hit on. Like, I know how I can relate to this topic. And uh, so what I did, and when I have trouble with relaying topics, like I go to the internet and I like go for the definition and then it comes, Mm -hmm. like the magic starts happening or whatever. But I went to this definition, right? And so the definition of connection reads, a relationship in which a person, thing, or idea is linked to or I'm sorry, it's linked or associated with something else. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, and what part of these things can I relate to? Like, you know, so I was like, okay, these relationships, like, and then I started thinking like the connection with relationships and automatically I was like, it's like levels to that, right? For sure, for sure. <clears throat> and then I was like, hmm, well, I confirmed that I was right. There is factually levels to connections and I'm going to first go over those levels and then I'm going to kind of, you know, go into it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So one of those levels is intellectual, right? Like intellectual for me is like an intellectual relationship you have with like a work buddy. Yeah. Or a business partner or something like you have that connection with someone, but it's only on an intellectual, like business minded type of level. Like it don't Mm -hmm. go no further than that. It's real service level. Then you have emotional connections, right? And those emotional connections are usually with like close friends, family members, significant others, and, you know, like spouse or whatever relationships. And then comes those soul-connected relationships, which surpass the emotions and are deeper. It's like kind of unexplainable what you feel when you connect with this person and when you are around this person. So me, you know, I'm deep always. Always. I'm I'm always (laughs) trying to go out the deep end. But when I really thought back, I was like, man, it's crazy how sometimes we meet people and we don't know, automatically we put people in these categories. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like we tend to connect with them in, in the environment that we're in. So in the way of the environment. Mm-hmm. So like when we're at work, like we try to keep work people, work people, right? But then I'll say, for instance, like me and your relationship. Like initially, I won't even say we were work friends, but we would pass each other with a high and by, or, you know, I would speak walking through the aisle, going to my desk, you know, Mm -hmm. that type of interaction. But it was never like we had that relationship until outside, you know what I mean? Until we had those car rides and it became Mm -hmm. emotional. so it became deeper so now it was no longer like this is not my work friend like this is not my work buddy this is 
this is a different level yeah of a friendship but i think it's important to know and understand like you have to be careful at each level when you're dealing with somebody like when you're connecting with people you have to be careful with these connections because if you're not careful one connection could filter over into another yep and it happened to me multiple times because I'm just this outgoing, friendly, bubbly person that always wants to accept and help and see these, you know, beautiful sides of people. And I've been bitten by the snake a couple times, mm-hmm. more than a few, actually. And those relationships were never intended to be emotional relationships. But to the point where even if they were work-related relationships, they affected me so deeply internally at a certain point. It's like you reached the soul, my inner nucleus of me and affected me. I should have never let you get to that. How did you get to that place? All right. So, so. That's, that's, just the, that's just the top layer of the insight that I have. What you got, friend? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, even the topic just came from me and how I deal with people like Mm -hmm. I'm always cautious with people like just always cautious and always in my head like okay we didn't spoke about it before like people just talk to me I'm not the type of person that just Mm -hmm. you know if you speak to me I'm very friendly I'll speak initially but like to really take it past hi bye how are you good day I'm not really that person unless you pull it out of me. Yeah. So, but I'm always in my head like, okay, when I meet somebody, like I'm always like, you know, not, I don't, I'm not a standoffish person. I don't want to say that, but because of situations I've had with people in my life, Mm -hmm. it makes me very cautious when I'm interacting with new people. It's always like, oh, they're nice. I see, you know, I always give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but the moment somebody is trying to go past the high value, you look nice today type situation, to me, it's literally yeah. like, who sent you? Like, who sent yeah. you? know what I'm saying? Like, what, what what you doing? Are you, do you really want to be friends? Do you really want to take the, as you stated, relationship to another level like because now we're not just cordial now you're trying to take it somewhere else and I would say I'm that way because of experiences I've had with people that caused me to be cautious so wait let me pause let's pause did you feel like that with me when we first like met like obviously again we had to work Hi, mm-hmm. bye, relationship when I pass by, whatever. And I did. Okay. I did. And I think I did with you on more than one level. Um, One level being, okay. of course, the like, who sent you? Like, you know, why? You know, why would you just offer to give me a ride? Like, because we know I don't like, accept. That's weird. Right. And I'm like, weird for weird. just offering strangers a ride. <laughs> As she does. So it was like, but it wasn't in the like, I'm scared you're going to ax murder me or something. But yeah, it was like, just what like, do you okay, want? why? And then I'm not used to people doing for me. So that was one level. And then two was, okay, she's super nice. She's super cool. She's super caring. Like, something ain't right about this. There has to be a mask being worn right now. And I'm just not seeing it. And again, that only came from previous relationships where... I told you before, like I, I felt over the years I was very naive in my relationships with people. Okay. You can show up and used to. People used to be able to show up and tell me, tomorrow I'm gonna go get the moon and I'm gonna bring it back and meet me on the corner and I'm gonna show you. And they'd be like, uh-huh. Okay, you said you're gonna do it. I, I take you for what you say. Right. Then you don't show up with this moon and I'm waiting on this corner. It's like, bro, like, so you weren't really going to go get the moon. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it kind of just created this caution in me because I literally was the person, like, whoever you showed up as, I took you as that. Yeah. So like, literally. Created, 
literally like yeah literally so then it was a disappointment that came behind when you didn't follow through with who exactly you were or when you actually showed me who you really were one time and I believe that you know what I'm saying like right so you different so the caution came in that with that but I absolutely was that way with you like it was so when did you realize like okay she's not this like although you had these reserves right or reservations mm-hmm. when did you get to that point where you were like okay I can let my guard down with her because I think that when we do have this wall up like these and I wouldn't even call it a wall because it's like a partial wall it's not really a full wall yeah. it's like I'm this wall is high enough for me to see over a little bit mm-hmm. and I see you you know like mm-hmm. I'm watching you and you know depending on what I see I then will let this wall down so at what point with me did you feel like okay she's she's cool like she is who she says she is I don't know exact the moment or day but when I really realized it with you, it was like, because you were so big on, let me tell you this about me. One thing you need <laughs> to know about me, like I went through a whole boot camp <laughs> and everything you said and everything you did and everything you exuded match what you exuded. Is that a word? Because <laughs> we don't say that's a word today. Because I mean, exude is a word, but exuded don't feel right. Y'all, but y'all look that up and let us right. know. Is that a word? Like it stopped me on my track. Like wait, girl, that ain't sound right. Is that, <laughs> is that a word? But no, everything you displayed, I'm gonna go with that. You know, you okay. can't spell a word. You pick a different word. That means the yes, same ma'am. thing. Yes, okay. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's not <laughs> your business. So everything you displayed matched what the boot camp you had took me through to that point. On top of Again, we spoke about it in episode one, season one. We prayed for this. So I, I was on yeah. my journey of praying and God was like, it's okay. You can yeah. trust this, you know. So God's confirmation on top of everything you had showed me matched exactly who you were. That's when I knew like, okay, she the real deal. Like she's really the person she, she said she was. But I won't lie. Although I came to that moment at some point I came to that moment there were still like okay so when you gonna say gotcha yeah it's when like you gonna when you gonna show up yeah, yeah like yeah I'm no longer there and it's been a very long time that I felt yeah. that but I won't lie even when it's like okay cool I was still cautious like okay yeah wow. and then not even not even that even my relationships with people like I know who I am I know exactly how I am I know how I care and how I love for people and maybe this is just an insecurity, but I also feel like, do I show up with a mask? It makes me feel like, do I show up with a mask? Because I know I have a lot of people like, oh, you're so nice. And it bothers me that people tell me, they're like, oh, you nice, you care. I can't imagine you being mad. I can't imagine. But I get mad and I get upset. And will you be okay with me when you see that side of me? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, yeah. it's, it's an insecurity in that level. And then how will you receive me then? And then will you turn into a different person or do I really get to see the real you? It's like a whole situation, but I'm very cautious when I'm making connections. I'm, I just have to be that way. Yeah. I think even with um, the whole disclaimer that I always, because you're not the only person that I lay those disclaimers out to, like... I do that with everybody that I meet. And I think that is a precaution that I take in relationship to let you know, like, hey, I there are levels to me. Like, yes, I'm I am nice, but I will spaz. You know, like I do drink wine, but I absolutely love Jesus. Like, you gonna get some praise and worship in this car. But please don't play with me. Like, and I might cuss. <laughs> not my mad cuss enough. From time to time, but I'm gonna <laughs> ask for forgiveness. Like, mm-hmm. like, and I might be a little crazy. Like, I won't deny that. And I just have to let you know. Please don't do it with me. Like, mm-hmm. because that little crazy will—it's like a light switch. You won't mm-hmm. even see it coming. Oh, I know. So I have to like lay out these things so that when people do experience these levels of me, they're not like, 
oh, she's not who she said she was, or oh, she's not who she, you know, uh, claims to be or whatever, because I never want to show up as somebody who I'm not. Like, yeah, that's just exactly. not, I'm all, I always want to be authentic. I always want to be truthful. I always want to have honest relationships, regardless to whether I let them get to an emotional relationship or not. Um, I think for me, like when I have met people, I have this, I used to say, okay, I used to be real bad at this. Cause I used to be very protective over who I let in, you know, my circle. And I would say three strikes and you out. Mm -hmm. Like you show me three times who you are and I'm cutting you. And I was serious about that. Like I, Mm -hmm. there was no, you couldn't get past the three strikes until I got to this point where I was like, man, I'm too, maybe I'm too hard on people. Maybe I'm too, like, maybe I, don't give people enough chances or enough. And this is the Jesus in me. This has absolutely nothing to do with you, Contessa. Maybe you need to, you know, allow people to show you what they need so that you can help them. Maybe this is a, a test. Maybe this is a assignment. Like maybe there is something here in this connection. So then I open my heart to these people. Then I, you know, start to give a little bit at a time to these people, you know, a little interaction here, you know, some laughs, some motivations. Then I'm bringing you food. Then I'm offering you my time. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And then that, at that point, I'm open. Now it's emotional. You know what I mean? Like when you now, start to get my time and my food, mm-hmm. it's emotional mm-hmm. um, because I can't really open up to anybody that far without it being some type of an emotional attachment or care for that person. Um, and I've been hurt a lot of times doing that. I won't lie. So I, I would be remiss to say I didn't think about going back to my three strike rule because I felt safe mm-hmm. in that respect to be like, okay, you show me who you are. I believed you and now you out. But now it's like, okay, maybe you show me who you are. And again, this is the Jesus in me. Maybe you show me who you are because you're hurting and hurt people hurt people. So you're only hurting me because you're hurting. And I need to figure out now why you're hurting. And maybe I can help you heal. Because that is my calling and my Mm -hmm. purpose. So I tend to open up a little bit too much to people. And I have definitely, I'm not going to lie, I have not taken a lot of cautions. But I think that's where that discernment comes in. Mm -hmm. Where you know how far to go with the people that you see those bad, carrying those bad fruit. Yeah. Because I've definitely come across people where I knew immediately, I was like, mm, this person ain't, this person ain't good. But everybody is, and I'm just speaking how I really think. These, these are really my thoughts. Like, mm, this person ain't good, but this is God's child. Like, mm-hmm. so you can't dismiss what this person is going through. You can't dismiss, you know, what this person is showing because there is something there. And then I find that something every time. I find that something that they're struggling with and then I want to help Mm because it's like, okay, now I know what you're struggling with. And that's when I start offering the motivations and the inspiration and all of that. And I want to help heal you and all of this other stuff. And I get caught up sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like I stay in that too long past my purpose. Mm -hmm. Once my purpose has taken its course, like I stay too long. Yeah. And I realize that that's my issue in these connections and where I need to take more of a precaution. And maybe a lot of people does the same thing. I call it lingering because I do linger around too long with people who I see like have bad intentions. Mm-hmm. And then I'm the total opposite because I'd be like, yeah, I ain't doing this. You you showed me. But I also. <laughs> no, my friend be I, like, y'all, she'd be like, I ain't got to do this. I ain't. That is my motto. Like, I don't I have, have to do this. this. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm not doing this. Like, what? No. But um, but then it also brings you to a place where 
you have to look at yourself. Like, For sure. Why, like, as you stated, you know, you be in your head, but like, why am I so quick? Like, even in the initial, okay, now we're past the hi, how are yous? And now I can tell you're wanting to go farther. You're wanting to, you know, create some type of rapport with me. So that's right. the next phase. And again, my mind, like, what? who who sent you? Like, what mm-hmm. you? And I used to always tell you, like, people just t- talk to me. I don't know why people just talk to me. Like, and I'm not mean and I don't not talk back, but I'm always so cautious that in my head, it's like, mm red flag. What they do, though? They ain't did nothing yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, it's a... And looking at myself, it's it's a defense, cause it's like I don't need nobody else to hurt me. I've taken enough of that over the over the years. Like I cannot yeah. have, and I think it's so much harder for me when someone who how do I best explain it? Like I don't I don't want to say they don't matter, but not like they don't matter to me. As much as some people have hurt me in the past, I think it's it's worse for me when somebody who don't hold as much weight in my life hurts me. Because it's like, again, I didn't have to do this and I did this and this is how you do me. You know what I'm saying? It makes it yeah, really kind of hard. So I know I spoke about my caution being not really knowing if I'm getting a mask, a facade, or if I'm you know, actually get in the real you because I don't know. I'm cautious. And then my other caution is self-inflicted. Like, okay, you want to start a relationship with me because you say you see all these great qualities about me, but this is the only part of me that you've seen. Like I said, I have so many people tell me like, oh, you're nice. You're sweet. I can't imagine you being mad. I even had people tell me like, I can't even imagine you yelling at your kids. Oh, I yelled. So it's like for me, but it makes me kind of have like a insecurity. Like, okay, so what happens when you do see that side of me? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not wearing the mask. I'm really being me, but I, I have to be taken to some places for you to ever experience that. So then yeah. it's like, so what happens when you do see that side of me? Do, do you not like it? And then the first time you somebody else that I have to just write off and no longer have in my life or, yeah, will but you, then, you know, understand uh, yeah, but then, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off because I feel like, yeah, because then if they don't accept you, then their intentions were never right for you because, again, right. me being on the other end. So I will say, based on what you said, I'm always on the other end of the spectrum, right? I'm always right, the person I was gonna who, ask you that. Yeah, like I'm always the person who sees somebody like you that has levels and are like, okay. Now she's at this point that comes from somewhere automatically. You know what I mean? Like, I don't look Mm -hmm. at you like, oh, she's the worst person in the world. Why would she snap off at this person? Or why would she yell at her kids? Automatically, I think like that comes from something, right? Mm -hmm. In a caring way, not in a way of judgment or anything like that. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, she has a background that caused her to be this way or caused her Mm -hmm. reactions to be this, to this extent. So when you say like, I wonder if how you will accept me, if they accept you in the wrong way, that's how you know their intentions were bad in the first place. Because a person who understands knows that there are levels to everybody. We're like onions. Mm -hmm. Every time we have layers, you peel back a little bit. You learn a little bit more about a person. I ain't know my friend would snap off like that until we went to Vegas. And that was our first friendship. (laughs) Stop bringing that up, man. I feel let's act at this point. I'm just Stop. saying that was our no, first one trip. And then I was shocked, but at the same time, I'm like, at this point, we're friends. So I kind of know like things that trigger her or like, you know, things that will set her off because of conversations that we have. So again, like if you've gotten that far with the person and you see them spaz, it's like, okay, girl, I know you tripping, but mm-hmm. I know where this comes from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just think that so okay let me just dial it back a little bit mm-hmm. when I deal with that one person we're not going to speak no names because we're not giving anybody any energy when I dealt with that one person who you were like friend why do you talk to him mm-hmm. <laughs> you, wait your face though was like mm-hmm. 
I was thinking about him the whole time when you started speaking in the beginning. I was thinking about that person. Like, so, and not to even really put the whole story out there, but I guess if we got time for a little story time, I'll just yeah, say. Yeah, you got to get some context. Yeah, so I um, had a work friend who initially was just a work, a desk partner. And this desk partner kind of, even before being a desk partner, um, we like kind of met on an elevator, right? Friend, I think that was the first interaction. My friend was like, "Mm, I don't like him right away. Like, "Mm," he gave me bad vibes. Like, I don't like him. And and me being me, I'm like, what friend? He, He seemed nice. Like he was just, I'm not thinking about him, but he seemed cool. Like he didn't give me no... You know, bad vibes or nothing. But my Y'all, friend, I had seen his like, kind way too many times. So I, my friend was like, I mm, wasn't with it. My friend was like, no, mm, no. So I ended up having a desk move and I shared a pod with this person. And this person seemed to be cool. Like, I, I'm not a right away, I'm going to jump into conversation with you. I'm kind of reserved in the beginning. Like, I kind of watch what your interactions are, how you interact with other people to let me know, like, if it's comfortable enough for me to interact, right? So then I felt, you know, I see him talking to a lot of people. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not, not friendly. So let me not act like that. So I end up being cordial with this person enough to come to work every day. Hi, how you doing? Get to work and leave and go home. And then it's, it ended up being conversations. And then I realized, okay, because my friend was asking me, like, why do you talk to him? Like, <laughs> why are you talking to him? And I was like, I mean, just like anybody else, I give them a chance and opportunity to show me who they are yeah. so that I understand them. And in having conversations with him, I had learned that he had recently had a loss. And I'm now very familiar with a loss and how that changes you and how that works, how your mind thinks and your decision making and everything, right? So this person was, if I can say, even outside of interactions with me, the behavior was erratic. Like it was just, (sighs) he had crazy behavior, right? So in my mind, I'm going to be nice to this person because I want to help this person heal. So I started having conversations with him and you know the first thing that he said was he was jealous of my relationship with my friend and I was like you're a whole man how are you jealous of my relationship with my best friend and I just met you and you're okay whatever that was the first red flag right sorry sidebar before she finished this story y'all she had a few friends at this workplace and they just did not like me I ain't even do nothing to these people. They just did not like the friendship and let her know they didn't like the friendship. While I was over there like, that's your friend. Go ahead. Go for it. I'm side-eyeing, but go ahead. I ain't going to say nothing, but finish. Y'all, I'm going to let her have her little moment, but that's nothing to do with this. But I'm going to let her have it because she do this every time. Just so y'all know. Because you talked about it before. That other one friend that didn't like me, but go ahead. But anyway, so that was the first red flag with this person. The second red flag was um, he started trying to compare me to, I guess, a girl in the office that he liked. And I was like, why are you comparing me to that? I was like, there's no comparison. Like, I'm, you know, she's her person and I'm my person. And I gave her props and I, I was like, you know, she's very beautiful. I think you should talk to her. I think she would be more of your speed than me because I'm not there with you like that. You know, like, yeah, I see you as a friend, coworker, confidant, that type of a person. Because at that point, we had gotten to that level in the, the friendship. And then it was the food. So one day I had made, um, I forget what it was like, some, um, what was it, friend? I made some rolls or something. It was like some egg rolls. And I brought them to work. And me and him had previously talked about cooking. So I was like, you want to taste one of these? And he was like, yeah, let me taste what you got. So I let him taste some and I let him have one. After that, it became more so emotional on his end than mine. 
So he started having these attachments to me and he started to um, try to kind of pit me in a way of a relationship, I guess you could say, or a situationship, I'll say that. Not necessarily a relationship, but a situationship as if, I'll just say he wanted me like that, right? Lack, Lack of better words. This person, and eventually, even outside of that, even outside of that, and my friend knows the full story, I will not break that part down. But even outside of that, I still saw past the flags and I was like, this person needs help. And when I say I literally pray for this person daily, I would share scriptures with this person. I would send motivations to this person. This person got solely to the point where he, outside of all of that, he wanted something more so bad that he, he no longer saw. Yeah, he, it was kind of an obsession. Like he no longer saw all of this other stuff that I was doing, you know, as a friend, he wanted more. And the fact that I was not giving into more, it made him upset because that level in which he wanted to reach, it never got there. And so then he started to try to taint my character. He started to spew lies around to people in the workplace and At that point, I started to realize, like, you're trying to sabotage me. So now I'm realizing, like, I I was in this too long. Like, I stayed in this too long. I was supposed to dip my toe in the water and test it to see how warm it was and get out. Like, it was never supposed to get as far as it did. But this person literally, and when I say affected me to my soul, Because I never, I don't feel like I ever let him get to the point of my soul, but he affected me to my soul to the point where it bothered me and I was traumatized for, I'm not even going to lie, even to today, I look at people differently now because of him, because of Mm -hmm. that interaction. And I handle people differently because of that. So that's where some of your caution came from. Yeah, that's where some of the caution came from. And it's like, I was cautious of people before, but it was like, oh, okay, again, the Jesus in me wanting to help everybody. I should have listened to my friend being like, mm, friend, why are you talking to him? Don't talk to him. <laughs> but I'm always trying to get people to see the good in people like, but he's this, but he's that. From he okay, like he not that bad, you know. Like yeah, he got his ways, but everybody do. Like you know, that's me. I feel like in the beginning of y'all first interacting, I said those things like, "Why are you talking to him?" Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, it's something about him. But once she started to befriend him, I no longer said anything. I just yeah allow her her space to see him but the thing about it was when she talked about she had this desk change they moved her to a whole other side of the building which is where he was and I was on the other side but he visited my side like every chance he got and he was a totally different person on my side of it it sounds crazy but on my side of the building then now at this point it don't sound crazy of the building when she was around so I was seeing both sides and I'm just like this dude is not real like but again I allow her to have this friendship and it got so bad that he was even trying to take her character to my husband like yeah yeah it was just bad it was so bad yeah and I can see why that it made me cautious like bruh and now I need to speak up and tell her what I'm really feeling when she, cause, cause now it's spilling over into areas that have nothing to do with what's actually going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that seems to be how things happen. You have these experiences with people or things, and then it just makes you really cautious. Like, mm, is we doing mm. this? Should I do this? Like you, you seeing it like, you know, and, and then also on the other side, that is what I wanted to get to. Like, I'd be so conflicted though. <clears throat> like 
never do I not want to be who I'm supposed to be to who I'm supposed to be it to. Exactly. Like I, I don't ever want to not show up when I'm supposed to. However, the caution of it all be making it like, I don't really know what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's definitely that those traumatic moments and after that it does leave like a residue on you and it's like you want to again like meet the assignment that you might you probably do have with this person or help this person out for whatever reason this person has even entered your life but at the same time, it's like, I've done this before and I was bitten mm-hmm. severely. And mm-hmm. now I'm afraid to put my hand out again to see if you're friendly and if you're okay. Like, yeah, it's hard, you know, it's hard. And I just think that you have to be cautious. I... I always say this, and this is probably the wrong way. You can tell me how you feel about this. I always say, I trust you until you give me a reason not to. Mm -hmm. So I try to open myself up, but I'm not going to lie. That has bitten me in my behind so many times that it's like, I don't think that's bitten you in the behind though. The problem, the problem is there were those red flags we talked about before you got to the point of, okay, now I can no longer trust you. The issue is you're not paying attention. No, it's not even that I'm not paying attention. I'm going to be 100% honest. It's I see the flags. I see the flags. They don't even get ignored. I see them and I see them when they're happening. I see them waving. I see them as proud and as red as they are. But I stay in it because I think that I can fix it. But like, you're I have not this going thing. by your motto then. Just think about that. You said, exactly. I trust that's you to the, that's what I'm saying. not to. Like, that's what I'm saying. When I said I reasons. stay too long, mm-hmm. when I said in the beginning, like my issue is, is I stay too long after my purpose. Mm-hmm. Like I could meet you and see right away, like, okay, this person got some issues. Okay, God, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. How am I here to help? And God will give me the steps to help this person. Show me all their red flags, all of them up front. And when I get in there, I stay too long. And then you like, God, what are you doing? He like, no, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I've been left, ma'am. I'm no what longer there with you anymore. You need to go. time it was over, ma'am. What are you doing? Yeah, so I, I think my issue is... um. Not that I'm not even cautious. It's just that I don't know when to leave. Yeah. Like, I don't know when to give up. It's like being a a casualty of war. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? It's like... Or an abusive relationship or a toxic relationship. That's what they all are. Exactly. But for me, like, on the flip side of that, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I will... I'm cautious in connections, but I will make the connection. But for me, the first time there's a red flag, I need to talk to you about it. And then what you do after we speak about it, that determines how long I stay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And sometimes that looks like, yeah, you corrected that behavior. And then down the line, there's another red flag. And it's like, okay, now I need to discern how many red flags I'm going to dismiss. Because you did get better at that one. So I'm going to give you another chance. But we can't keep having. So for me, it's like I struggle with, okay, not just cutting people off at the first sign of what they, you know, may have done that don't look right. I don't, you know, do that. But if after a conversation, you're not better or there's just repeat offenses although they're not the same offenses like I can't I cannot like we just can't keep doing this like you're not meant to be on my journey and I I said it before it's been situations where it was like God why do I have to keep going through these things with these people I pour my all into it I'm this I'm that and if he say it's not about you and as well as him saying it's not about you it's like girl you're it's up the assignment is up let go yeah yeah. And see, that's the thing. I don't know when to let go. 
I if yeah. I I probably if I was in the army, I probably would be that person with the arm blown off because I don't know when to let go yeah. of the grenade. Like, no, throw the grenade. It's time. <laughs> no, I'm gonna hold it a little longer because it's not time yet. And that's me. Like, I I know where my issues lie with people. And I think to be honest with you, that's what keeps me from that's what gives me the caution. I don't even think it's the people anymore because I know that if somebody crosses my path, it's for a purpose. But Mm -hmm. I think what I'm more cautious of is myself. It's like I'm being cautious because I know that once I get attached to this person, I don't know how to let go. I don't know when the release is supposed to happen unless like it hurts bad enough. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know when to release it. But actually, that's kind of really sad. And that's where the the struggle be at, too. Because it's like, you don't want to not be yourself. You don't want to not, you know, really show up when your instinct is to show up. But it's everybody is not good. There aren't, you know, um, people that are on the same caring level as you you know like it's really literally just meeting everybody where they are and sometimes leaving them there when it no longer serves you yeah and I think that that whole three strikes rule I think I implemented that it was years ago in my teenage years and I think I implemented that because I was probably like not knowing when to let go. And I had to tell myself, like, you give a person three times to -hmm. show you who they are and then they're done. And, and that was it for me. But again, like I said, once I let that guard down and once I opened my heart up, people have more access to me. Yeah. And I think the more that you have more access to me, you get the real me. Like I'm a, I'm loyal by default. That's just my yeah. personality. Like I'm just mm-hmm. a loyal person. Like I'm a stand for my people, period. Yeah. Regardless. And sometimes that hurts me more than it helps another person. Exactly. For sure. Yep. But that's, you know, I think that both ways you look at it, like, my way my issue is being cautious of myself more than the people and the relationships and then your way it's like I'm being cautious of the people I'm being cautious of you know how I interact with these people how much I interact with these people what you show me and how you make me feel and if I don't like any of it I'm moving around and me I'm just like okay avoid how you feel this is a job Mm -hmm. avoid what you see this is your purpose Mm -hmm. avoid how you and then God be like girl I never intended for you to get hurt like you came out wounded like maybe I was on the cross I didn't send you there (laughs) yes we did this already why are you being crucified again we did this already yes I gotta know when to let go y'all that's just that's just that and, and that may that may be for a lot of people because when you are a certain type of person, you see that on other people. And I yeah. do see that on other people. It's easy for me to see other people who I'm like, oh, they want to help too much. They want to hold on too much. You lingering too long. Exactly. And they end up getting hurt or a bit. And I'd be like, mm, I saw that coming because I'm, I'm that person. Like, yeah, that's, I do and- that too. It's a really sad thing that we have to be cautious. And I, I want to apologize to you. I want to apologize to myself and anybody else that's like us. I apologize that we can't really fully give some people the full extent of us, the full experience of us, the full support of us, the full understanding of us, because they are just not good people. Yeah. And it makes us have to alter, you know, who we are and how we, how we handle certain people because it's just people that aren't good people in this world and it's sad that we have to be that way but at some point you have to guard your heart in yourself yeah and make decisions for yourself and not necessarily what's going to be a benefit for them because they don't give two 
sense about us, you know? Yeah. And honestly, that's the only way we're going to be a better human race. Like it's going to take for us to, and I even told myself, like, I want to go back to therapy this year because it's going to take for us to do the work in ourselves first Mm -hmm. to acknowledge that how we interact with people, what we pour into people and what we take away from people to know, like, if these connections are even real, you know, or if these connections are just by default of running into somebody one day and, you know, they were supposed to be there to drop a 20 and you picked it, <laughs> you right. picked it up. Like, you That's know what I mean? What like, yeah. you needed that gas money, sis. <laughs> there mm-hmm. you go. Move along. Don't stop and say thank you and ask to buy him a coffee. Like, no. That's not what was supposed to happen. But I think that the more that we really address ourselves, we look at ourselves internally, the more that we do the work on the inside, like it'll reveal to us how we should be connecting with these people, you know, because it's always going to be some good and some bad that cross your path. For sure. And if you are cautious in connections, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just guarding yourself. And that's okay. That is it could be, okay. though. It's not necessarily a bad thing. So that means it could be, but yeah. not necessarily. Yeah. So just, you know. But we're going to move on. Let's get into Let's move on. Um, Let's move on. I think I have a would you tell and what would you do today. One to be. Okay. Lay it on me. Okay. What you got? All right, so if you and your significant other were close friends with another couple and the wife came to you and told you your husband is cheating on you, or not even your husband, your significant other is cheating on you, and you knew her husband was cheating on her, would you tell? So she, we're all friends. So she's not yes. like my girl. Okay. So we're all friends. She comes to me and says, hey, your significant other is cheating on you, but I knew for a fact that her husband was cheating on her. Correct. Um, I probably would not tell her. Mm-hmm. And I think that I would not tell her just based on the context of us not really being friends. But if she came, friends, because you said that okay, well I guess we all like mutual friends. Yeah, but if we we all mutual friends, friends, then I'm his friend too. Right, y'all couple, y'all hit. Right, so why am I telling on him? Why I'm telling on him? He my friend just as much as she's my friend. I I just feel like that's that's something I'm not gonna because. Also, okay, one I would not tell because of the friendship dynamic. Like, we're not just, oh, you my good Judy. We're all friends. This is a mutual friendship type of a circle. So I'm nine times out of ten not seeing you unless we're all together, right? Mm -hmm. And in that respect, no, I'm not going to tell you that your husband is cheating on you because every time we meet, we're all going to meet together. No, right. I'm not going to tell you that. But at the fact that you come to me and tell me, if a person decides to tell you in that moment and you already knew you were never my friend anyway, or you know what I mean? Like it kind of reflects badly because it's like, oh, now you tell me he's cheating on me. I would never want it to look like a retaliation. Exactly. Telling like, no, I wouldn't tell if I have the guts or the withal to want to tell you prior to you telling me this I wouldn't tell you you'll have to just find out on your own because that's what I was planning in the first place exactly and I wouldn't tell I I think that I wouldn't want to do that anyway because then that will ruin like my husband's friendship with this person like man why your girl tell her it it just would be it'll be a mess so no I wouldn't tell but when she tells me that my man is cheating on me it'd be like okay Thank you for that information. Exactly. And I'm going to go home and handle it how I need to handle it. I just would never let another person see me handle my relationship out in public like that unless it happened in public. You know what I mean? Like if he was Mm -hmm. caught red handed in public, then that's a different story because you out here in public, you need to, you you deserve to be, you know what I mean? Exactly. (sighs) 
girl, no, I wouldn't tell her. She not my friend for real. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I wouldn't tell. You wouldn't tell either. I just wouldn't want it to look like a retaliation situation because I obviously didn't plan on telling before. Right. So I'll keep it to myself. Now, down the line, if you ask me if I knew, I'm be like, yeah, he had mentioned your guy was cheating. I didn't find it to be my place. Oh, no. I had no idea. Are you just going to (laughs) lie? Ma'am, I did not know. I mean, people, there was chatter, but I didn't know for sure. So I was never going to bring it to you, girl. Like, mm-mm. I don't play with people's marriages like that. Nope. Well, let's move on. So tell me, what would you do if you and your husband were cordial with his boss? Encourage you like y'all would have her over for functions y'all threw at the house and her and her husband yes and her and your husband were like really cool you know at work Mm -hmm. um so um and she's recently single and y'all introduced her to your cousin who was also single your cousin and the boss started to date and your cousin was saying how much he liked the boss lady but wasn't sure she was as into him as he was into her. And one day he suddenly told you they broke up because the boss lady told him she was into someone else and that someone else was your husband, who she also said they had shared a kiss in the office prior to her dating your cousin. (laughs) What would I do? What would you do? Um, <laughs> the Scorpio in me, <laughs> not the Scorpio. <laughs> the Scorpio in me want my lick back, but WWJD. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just slide that right on in there. Uh, okay. The Scorpio in me wants my lick back, period, right? Like, that's just off top. Like, you kiss somebody, I'm kissing somebody. Like, is y'all going to stay together after you get your lick back? I don't know. It depends on how good the lick was. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's not even my fault because you should have never crossed the line, right? So it's not even my fault. You just gave me a free for all. That's on you, bro. That's how I feel, right? That's the Scorpio in me. But the Jesus in me mm-hmm. is like, take five to seven mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Really think about if this really happened. This was just a, he said that she said, literally, he said that she said this happened. And that it didn't go any further. First of all, I think I would literally be like, okay, one, you can't be her friend no more. There is no more. You might even want to quit, bro. You can't even so work let me, let no me, more. Let's, let's give a little context. So you went to him, you had the conversation like, hey, my cousin just told me this, this, and this. Why didn't you tell me? And he like... We were working on a project one day and she just leaned in and kissed me and I stopped there like, I love my wife and you can't do stuff like that. And I just didn't tell you because I knew you would be upset and it would be uncomfortable for me to go to work. Not the face. Ma'am, sir, whoever. No, because again, like we said on the other podcast, tell me at any means necessary. If you feel like it's going to hurt my feelings or whatever you feel like issue is going to cause, trust me enough to be able to tell me that it was a kiss. Because if you don't, you allow somebody else to create a narrative around what really happened. And now she making it sound like that y'all shared this passionate, lip sucking kiss in the corner of the office back by the mailroom. Because that's that's where my mind is going. (laughs) 
That's why your mom my mom cuz cuz ma'am, you right, you let him <laughs> And yo, and you ain't this man to that because that's what you allow to happen instead of coming to me and saying, "Babe, this happened today." Like I'm not lying to you. This is exactly what happened. I don't want nobody getting out saying blah blah blah, whatever. I'm letting you know because I trust you to, you know, trust me. Period. It could have been handled differently, but because you didn't say nothing, now I want my lid back. Cause I don't trust I don't trust you to be able to come to me and tell me certain things. Again, that's a Scorpio with me, y'all. I don't act like that all the time. But <laughs> shame on me. But I do feel like that you should have never allowed her to create a narrative. Period. Because now she's not only bringing it back, but she's bringing it back to a family member. And we know how messy family is. Exactly. He wants to go back and be like, oh, she's still with him after the girl said she kissed him in the office and it was back there by the corner by the mailroom. You know, somebody will expand the story mm-hmm. to make it sound juicy when they tell another person. So now, sir, you got me out here looking crazy and I have a problem with that. Yes, I need to feel yeah. better about myself and get my lip back. Yeah, I just pray my husband don't do no dumb stuff like that. Cause he better come tell us. But I already told you, my husband. God forbid I ever do something crazy. Uh, like, I don't, we I don't. end in the show. <laughs> no, do, I ain't going to jail, y'all. I ain't going to jail. I just don't think he gonna want me out there. Ain't got no bail money. <laughs> ain't got no bail money. To play. I, I take the vows too serious to have anybody play with me. Girl, that's what I'm saying. I, and you say he was my husband. No, ma'am. I, mm, you should have told me, period. Now I so just hope that I don't really want my lick back for real. Just hope I'm not in Scorpio mode at that point. <laughs> so what would y'all do? And would y'all tell? Y'all better get y'all lick back. <laughs> Don't listen oh, to me. I'm just playing, y'all. I, I, I'm just she playing. That's playing. the Scorpio with me for real. She she that would be first. my first. That would be my first thought. But then, you know, my, Jesus gonna kick in and be like, "Girl, sit down." Be talk like, to yes. your husband. Yes, talk to your husband. He's still gonna. He's still gonna get it though. Like it's not gonna be easy. But yeah, let us know if y'all would tell, cause that's a mess. Mm-mm. No, as a matter of fact, he needs to quit. Like she is not getting up. Can't work there. <laughs> <laughs> no, because now I feel away. Girl, you was all in my house, ma'am. Yeah. You were at my house. We were having dinner. We were kikiing. Like we probably was hanging out together, laughing, and you kissed my husband. You leaned in. You took the chance, ma'am, to play with me. She better hope her life is spared. Mm. And then, husband, because you didn't tell me, how am I to trust it happened that way? Right. Exactly. That's my point. Exactly. <laughs> so now I feel like I need to get my leg back. Because now that I don't know for sure, I, that's the only way I'm going to feel better about it. Unless God be like, girl, go get on your knees in that closet and pray. Mm-mm, don't go to the closet, friend. You got to go somewhere else to pray because I'm sure it's the lockbox in there. And I don't want you going to the... Oh, <laughs> Um, handheld devices. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. Don't go Listen. to the closet. <laughs> I'm going to go Listen. to the corner. Yeah, go to the corner. Listen, let me get her up off here because this was triggering for her. Clearly. Yes. Stop. She won't stop talking about it. Because these <laughs> N-words ain't right out here. I don't... Okay. They ain't loyal. They ain't loyal. These ain't loyal. Definitely nice talking to you guys. All the time. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. We hope that you continue to listen. More episodes to come. Um, Again, you can always reach out to us at, what's this, the IG? Golden underscore Perceptions on IG. Mm -hmm. And on Facebook, Golden Perceptions Podcast. Yeah, that little last one got me a little frazzled. I'm sorry, y'all. Golden Perceptions Podcast. And also reach out to us, send us some suggestions via email or, you know, hit us up in our DMs. We love to hear from you guys. Again, our email is goldenperceptions.kn at gmail.com.
Yes, and make sure you guys have the notification bell on so you're not missed when an episode is uploaded. Do not forget, while you're listening right now, before it's over, because you didn't made it this far, go ahead and hit share. Send it to your cousin, your cousin, cousin, your mamas, everybody, the whole family, your whole friend group. Tell them to listen and <laughs> chime in, guys. Tell us what would y'all do and what y'all tell. I got to get KB out of here because she ready to put hands on her husband Ooh. she ain't even got yet. That's a blow up. That's so. Love y'all. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.